Welcome to the Building the Dam podcast. We are knee deep in the middle of the off season, slowest, deadest time of the year for sports. Uh, but we're getting geared up for football, and today we're going to talk about the defense and um, how they can make some improvements headed into the 2019 season. Enjoy. Joining me now is uh, John Severs from Building the Dam. How are you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good. I'm ready to talk about what Oregon State's doing. Yeah, I'm ready for some football. It cannot come soon enough. Yes, yeah, so this is. It's been a hard uh, month or so with no Oregon State sports going on since baseball ended. Yeah, it's extremely the dead period. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there was a little bit of Oregon State football news. Um, Samuel Peacock committed. He's an offensive line prospect for 2020. I think he's an offensive tackle. And yeah, then Washington, yeah. yeah. Yeah, do you know where Gig Harbor, Washington is? I don't. I assume somewhere near the coast because it's a harbor, but other than that, <laughs> I couldn't say. That does make sense. Um, and then I think since the last time we talked, Nate Yeski, he left the baseball program, took the yeah, job. Yeah, that was big. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of a lateral move, but semi of a promotion for yeah. him. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, don't blame him. Yeah. The writing was on the wall after he didn't get the head coaching job. And I imagine, you know. He's just going somewhere else until uh, another head coaching job opens up somewhere. Yep. Arizona is yeah. as good a spot as any programs on the rise. Yeah, I mean, they're usually pretty good at baseball, and they usually have a lot better uh, weather than Corvallis. Yeah, so I guess if um, you don't like rain. <laughs> a little better baseball weather. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also in football recruiting news, Isaiah Newell. Um, running back he announced he's shutting down his recruitment he made his decision but he's going to wait till August 15th to make that announcement yeah that's interesting Oregon State is I guess considered the favorite to land Newell at least according to 247 yeah yeah it looks like they're yeah. a crystal ball they've got them projected to, to commit to Oregon State yeah. so something offers to keep an eye from, out uh, yeah offers from Arizona State Colorado Oregon so, yeah, if he is coming to Oregon State, that could be a big deal. Yeah, that is a pretty big deal. Seems like Oregon State land doesn't have a problem landing talented running backs, which is yeah. a good sign. That's been, even during these dark years for the program, it's nice we've been able to find some really amazing running backs. But talking about the other side of the ball today, the defense, which was kind of the problem uh, last season. Yeah, that's maybe a bit of an understatement, but yeah, one <laughs> of the worst defenses in the FBS. Definitely yeah, the worst in the Pac-12. Yep. Probably one of the worst Power 5 defenses of yeah, all time. If not the worst. Um, yeah, I mean, we've everybody's heard these points and these stats, but I'm going to read them again just to to get us in their mindset. But last yeah. season, Oregon State allowed 281.8 rushing yards per game, um, and then they allowed 45.7 points per game total. I just just thinking about that, like 281 yards per game, like 
it's almost like every week some running back is having the best game of their career against Oregon State. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like if some running any running back were to play an Oregon State defense from last year, they would have won the Heisman yeah. if they played them every game. <laughs> um, but Jonathan Smith and company, they're taking steps to remedy that situation. I think at Pac-12 Media Day, he said they maybe are going to change up a little bit of the scheme uh, to stop the run, and then they also have some reinforcements coming in. Um, so why don't you start us off just, just going over the defensive line who do you think is going to be the starters? Who's going to be key contributors? Uh, for starters, defensive line, I'm thinking, or I, I think most likely, it's going to be Elu Aiden, Isaac Hodgins, and Jordan Whitley. But oh, wow. um, I feel like we're going to see a lot of like you know spelling goo. You know, it's not they're not going to be three down uh, linemen. Yeah, I mean, defensive line is a concern of mine. It was a big concern last year. Yeah. Um, and it's a big concern this season as well. Uh, and I'm I'm with you there. I think uh, Lou Aiden will grab a starting spot, but that's not going to mean everything because they are going to switch them out pretty frequently. Yeah, um, I'd expect Jeremy Reichner. Um, right. He's the other guy I could see getting, yeah, getting a starting, a starting spot. job. Just because yeah. he is, I think, a senior or going yeah. into his last year of eligibility. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. They're, this group is going to have to stay healthy. Um, yeah, and health has been an issue, especially for some of the players who have been on the team for a while. Yeah, it seems like health and fitness are going to be key because there's not a lot of depth at this position. Um, besides the guys you've mentioned, there's Simon Sandberg, junior college transfer, and James Rawls also from junior college. So they're going to be relied on. And then beyond that, there's a lot of younger guys like Evan Bennett. Yeah, I'm um, really excited about Evan Bennett. He's shown quite a lot in spring practice. Looks like he's got a lot of athleticism. I think yeah, he could he, be one to make an impact pretty early. Yeah, and he'd be a, I, he's a true freshman, but I do not expect him to redshirt. I no. expect that he I plays in gonna, more than four games. I would think so. I think they're going to try to get him on the field pretty regularly. Yeah, and the interesting thing about this Beaver defense is it seems they're going to probably, if nothing else, they're going to be play a 3-4 defense, three defensive linemen, four linebackers. Um, just because that fits their their personnel the best, they yeah, have a lot more depth. Linebackers um, is a much more rounded unit. Exactly, and so when you're playing just three down at the line of scrimmage, so it's you kind of don't need the edge speed as much. You just kind of need big bodies that are gonna clog up running lanes and make tackles that way. Yeah, agreed. I think it's gonna be. Especially Whitley, they're going to try to maybe get him in the middle and try to clog up the middle of offensive yeah. lines as much as possible. Did you see that? Um, I think it was Nick um, Dashel from Oregon Live who wrote about Whitley recently. Did you get a chance to read that? Uh, I haven't yet, but I've oh, looked and, into Whitley and, quite a bit. But. Yeah, it was pretty interesting, uh, but he was just basically saying – 
his whole journey through junior college, all that. He started off as a running back towards ACL, gained a bunch of weight, um, but he's really agile for being a big kid. Um, but And then when he first got to Oregon State, he kind of hated the the um, health coach. He would make him send pictures of his meals before he could eat. Oh. So he, he wasn't eating at McDonald's or whatever for every meal. And just working him really hard, getting him in the best shape of his life. And he said he hated that first. But when he understood that they expect him to play and play a lot, um, then he kind of got on board with it. So, I mean, hopefully he's got a big year. There's a lot on his shoulders for sure. Yeah, I think he's going to be one of the most important transfer pieces just because if they can find something – to work on that offensive line. It's going to have kind of a domino effect and help out so many other units. Yeah. And, and everybody is coming back. I mean, Reichner, Aiden Hodgins, they got another year of experience, so that should help. Um, But yet again, I don't feel comfortable in the defensive line group and I don't think they're going to be able to stop the run as well as I would like. Yeah. It's, you know, Having everyone come back is such a, you know, two-edged sword when this unit was as bad as it was last year. Because, you know, the experience is valuable, but it's just yeah. have they found people to make the plays they need to make? Yeah. Hopefully, these, these transfers will stop step up. Yeah, <laughs> and then, uh, but so uh, that's there's a domino effect, of course, if the defensive line can't get off blocks, can't clog running lanes, then that's going to affect linemen, linebackers, secondary. But mm-hmm. the linebackers, um, so when I look at the defense as a whole, I kind of see as the linebackers and safeties as strengths. They've got a lot of depth. They have proven players. And then cornerbacks and defensive line, it seems like, or weaknesses, just yeah, not the, a lot of experience. The big questions on defense, I think, are in those units. I'd agree. Yeah, and so the linebackers, just looking at the list of players that have contributed and played well, yeah. it's it's a big list. Yeah, when I was trying to put together just like a final four for the, the starting positions, it's tough because there are a lot of names here, and then you've got the transfers. It's going to be a really interesting unit this year. Yeah, and so who do you think? You have to narrow it down to four starters starters in quotation mark because of of course they're going to be subbed out but who would you pick as the two inside linebackers two outside linebackers uh for outside i think hughes murray and i'm i'm afraid of that first name so i'm gonna i think it's andres but yeah okay and hamill carter shed and then for inside shamar smith and avery roberts Oh, yeah, the Nebraska transfer. Nebraska transfer. Although I think one of the interesting things here, and one of the big names I'm wondering if breaks into that starting spot, is uh, Addison Gums, one of the other transfers, who is nominally a defensive end, but could possibly be moved in more of an outside linebacker spot if they want to have him rushing the best. Yeah, it seems like he's got the talent to start immediately. Sorry, the he's, he's not one of the Nebraska guys. He's Oklahoma. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it seems like he's got the talent to start if he's fully healthy, but he might not be fully healthy. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of time. 
Um, definitely the most disruptive player last year for the Beavs was Hamilcar Rashid. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think you're right on the money. He's going to be locked in as a starter. He's going to be expected to kind of set the edge, get in the backfield, things like that. Um, and then hopefully Gums or Hughes-Murray can have a big season on the other side. Um, but And then I was looking at the inside linebackers, and I'm with you. Uh, Shamar Smith, he had 80, 85 tackles yeah. last season. seems like he's got the experience and he'll get the starting job. But the other position is going to be real interesting because mm-hmm. um, there's Avery Roberts, newcomer. Yeah. Then there's Isaiah Tufaga. He had 36 tackles as a yeah. true freshman. Great and he was, freshman. Yeah, and he was injured quite a bit as well. Yeah. So when he was out there, he was productive. Um, and then one guy that's kind of getting lost in the shuffle is Doug Tumalo. Uh probably butchered that last name, but he had 52 tackles last season um, yeah. as an inside linebacker. What do you think about Doug? Is he going to play a lot or is he kind of maybe going to get passed by some other players? Uh, I think he'll end up seeing quite a bit of time. I just, I can't see like any one player just eating up a ton of time just because there's so many people here. And if you can, you know, keep them fresh, keep them fast. Yeah, I think Doug will he'll find a role, even if it's not as a starter. I just it, yeah. he seems so talented. I can't imagine they don't find some place for him to perform. Yeah, and I am of the position I kind of want to see it before I believe it. I'm skeptical. So the newcomers like Avery Roberts and Addison Gums, they're a lot of, and even guy the junior college guys. There's kind of a lot of expectations on them, um, but. I trust Doug and his 52 tackles last year more than I trust uh, a newcomer like Avery Roberts, but that's just me. Um, I'm hope I'm proven wrong and Avery Roberts has a big season, but I'm kind of, I'm skeptical at this, at this point is all I'll say. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. You know, you, you have the people who are putting up, you know, good numbers and we've done good work previous. You kind of want to, you stick with the winning hand. Yeah. <laughs> and besides those, those names we've mentioned, there's also uh, Matthew Tago and John McCartan, who they both started, or did, yeah, they think they did start a couple games, but they had a lot of playing time as true freshmen uh, on the outside linebacking core. So they have experience. They're going to be better. Um, Isaac Garcia is another name who's going to have experience. He'll be better. And then. Omar Spates, the younger brother, Dromi Reichner, is a guy to keep an eye out on. He's a talented incoming freshman. Yeah, he's another one of the freshmen I think could really perform right away. Yeah, and I'm, and then there's a lot of true freshmen that could redshirt or they could receive playing time if there's any type of injuries or if they impress the coaching staff. Um, but yeah, like we said at the start of this, the linebackers. A lot of depth, probably one of the most talented groups on the defense. Mm-hmm. And they'll be asked probably to do a lot, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, and then moving into the secondary, let's actually um, break it down, and we'll start with the safeties. Yeah, that's, that's uh, right. I think I'd want to start. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, Jalen Moore got one of those positions locked down. 
Yep, 101 tackles a season ago. He is kind of the leader of the defense going into his senior season. Yeah. That other spot, though. It's uh, yeah. It's interesting because, you know, after the season ended, I was like, oh, David Morris, he's super talented as a true freshman. I think he had like 75 tackles or something as a true freshman. Then he was hurt all of last season, basically. Yeah. Um, But I'm like, when he's healthy, that's his position to lose. Nobody's yeah. going to start over him. Uh, but I've been hearing a lot of good things about Jeffrey Manning Jr., who got a lot of playing time in his absence last season. Yeah. That's yeah, so, that's the same. I don't know who wins that battle. I'm leaning toward David Morris just because he was so good that first season. But, yeah, I don't know. I think Manning could steal it. Yeah, and, I mean, looking – so those three – just those three guys at safety – um, and there's a, a lot of other names we could throw out there, like Mason Morin. Yep, Omar Hicks. He had a good spring. Um, yeah, Omar Hicks, Anu, who was also hurt last season, who has a lot of experience, mm-hmm. who's going to be good. There's a lot of younger guys that are pushing for playing time. Yeah. Um, it's a talented group, and the way that college football is played, I think there could be more than just two safeties out there at one time. Yeah. They maybe move somebody up to the slot or there's so many talented safeties. I'm surprised they haven't listed like somebody like Jeffrey Manning Jr. As like a corner and just kind of throw them out there. (laughs) I mean, they could try that. I mean, the corners need bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, moving. So Move into the corners. Who do you think is going to be listed as starters? Right now, I think Sean Wilson and Caleb Hayes. But I think it's so iffy. Yeah. 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 I think Sean Wilson, I, I say that he's a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, how did he perform last season? I don't know. Oh, he oh, had 40... 44 tackles and an interception. Yeah, so he's pretty locked in there. Caleb Hayes had 44 tackles as well a season ago. Um, I think Isaiah Dunn might push uh, Caleb Hayes for that starting spot just because Dunn was injured a lot last season. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of potential for that. If Dunn's healthy, he's going to make a big case to get a starting spot back. And then outside of those three guys... You're not, looking at, yeah, yeah. You're looking at a lot of young guys, um, yeah. true freshmen or guys like Jaden Grant. He's just put on scholarship this season, uh, or even Nashawn Wright, the junior college transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One name we haven't brought up here is uh, Key Wetzel. Oh yeah. Um, he yeah he was invited to Pac-12 Media Days last season. Uh, had a pretty decent year last year. Um, thirty-nine tackles, one pass breakup, but he's switching positions. And I don't know what to think about him. Do you think he's gonna start? Get a lot of playing time? What do you think is gonna happen with Key? I don't think he'll start. I think they'll stick with the experience at least, you know, early in the season for the Oklahoma State game, but. 
Yeah, I think I'll give him some time to adjust to a new position, but he'll get in there eventually. He's yeah, got, I'm really yeah, curious. He's yeah, seems talented. Um, and I think he was like a wide receiver in high school. So yeah, he's, he's moved around a bunch. Yeah, he's got the speed and the talent, but it's interesting to me. I think he would have been better as an outside linebacker trying to get in the backfield with his speed. Um, but who knows what they have in store with him in the secondary. I'm curious to see if that's going to work out or not, or maybe if the secondary stays healthy, if he starts to move up closer to the line. Yeah, they might start moving him back into that outside linebacker position. Yeah, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, maybe he shows out and becomes a really good defensive back. Yeah. But, you know, the corner's very banged up in spring. Yeah, that seems to be a reoccurring issue with Oregon State. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I'm, yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried about the corners just because you need a lot of them, especially yeah. if you play in the Pac 12. So there's going to be guys. Uh, quarterbacks in the uh, Pac 12, especially yeah. in the North for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So guy, young guys like Akili Arnold or Alex Austin or JoJo Forrest, um, I feel like Winston Russell, guys like that are going to get an opportunity as a true freshman to to make some plays. Yeah, I think of all the units, I think this is the unit where you're going to see like some freshmen step up and get a lot of time just because the the veterans aren't there yet or veterans aren't there right and so much Uh, history yeah is there any any true freshman that sticks out to you that could surprise some people at corner let me bring up a list i have i kind of like of the ones i've seen there's winston russell alex austin jojo forrest of those three i think the one that's going to step up the most it's tricky. Kind of like Winston Russell. I'm yeah. leaning toward him. He's got a good good last name, so <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but looking at the the whole defense, who do you think is going to lead the team in tackles in 2019? Uh, I'd be pretty surprised if it wasn't Jalen Moore again. He's just he's so good. He's the leader of the defense, anchoring that secondary. I think if someone jumps him to take that number one spot, I think maybe Shamar Smith, especially if the defensive line like makes a big improvement, I think there will be more holes opening up for him to get into the backfield. Yeah. Runs and he can contribute to those. But I, I still lean toward, toward Jalen Moore. I'm unfortunately going to agree with you. Could be yeah. Not because I don't think Jalen Moore isn't talented, just because – Generally, you don't want your safety leading your team in tackles. That means there's a lot of 10-plus yard type of players that he's having to make the tackle on. Uh, So, I mean, ideally, if the defense improves, maybe Shamar Smith would step up, have 90-plus tackles, and Jalen Moore would have more pass breakups and a little little less solo tackles. Um, 
at the safety spot, but yeah, think... sixty nine solo tackles for more last season. That's uh, that's not nice. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> yeah, and so we'll see. Um, and I would pick, but. And I think another thing going against the linebackers is just there's going to be so many of them splitting yeah. time that there's not going to be one guy out there for the whole game racking up tons of tackles. Um, and we kind of talked about it already. Uh, but what is one name who didn't play last season that's going to be really, really good in 2019? Uh my pick, I'm going to say Evan Bennett. True freshman, we need playmakers on the defensive line, and I think he's got the skills to, to perform there. Yeah, um, that'd be great because they definitely yeah. need help on the defensive part, line. Part of it might be just like wishing for a, just an amazing defensive tackle, but I'm yeah. hopeful. What I mean, about you? Is your, is your pick for a new beaver to step up? Whew. Well, yeah, you can't have success without opportunity first. Um, I almost want to pick David Morris just because he was hurt last season. Um, And I feel like he's kind of flying under the radar. Um, But if it wasn't David Morris, it's tough. There's so many guys, so many newcomers. Um, I'll probably go Addison Gums. I think it'll be nice just to have him being able to rush the passer. That's something that Oregon State needs, and he might be the most equipped player on the whole roster to um, to pressure opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, I think so. It's been a while since we've had just like that quick edge rusher who can just get to the quarterback so fast, and Gums yeah. could be the guy to get that back on the team. Yeah, you see it in the NFL when everybody's good, but the guys that are can get to the quarterback are so valuable, mm-hmm. and they really have an impact on the game. And that's something that, I mean, Hamilcar Rashid was probably the best at it last season. Yeah. Um, I think he, did he lead uh, the team in sacks last year? I, or I know he led the team in tackles for loss. Okay. I don't know about sacks. I don't have that in front of me. Um. Ooh, let's, it let's looks play like play. he was tied with Hodgins. Oh, no. Uh, Hughes-Murray. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Andres Hughes-Murray has. Yep. Yeah, so Hamilcar Rashid, I see now. Uh, 12 and a half tackles for loss. Two mm-hmm. and a half sacks. Um, Andres Hughes-Murray had three sacks. Only five and a half tackles for loss. Yeah. Uh, besides that, yeah. There's not a lot of disruption. No, the backfield was pretty clean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the nice um, you can Yeah. It's it's was rough watching the defense last year just because it did seem like if the other team wanted to hand it off, they could get five, six yards mm-hmm. from the running back basically before they were touched. Yeah. So let's hope there's some so overall do you think that's going to be more of the same story tough time tough sledding on defense or are they going to make a jump i think there will definitely be a jump this year i don't think this is going to be historically bad like it was last season i don't think it's going to be a great defense it might not even be might 
an above average defense, but I think they'll get closer to good enough at a college level. Yeah. I think out of all 129 FBS teams, their defense was ranked 128th a season ago. Um, Do you think they jump above 90th in the rating? Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm going to be positive. I think they can get up above 90. I don't think they get like top 75, but I think that like 80 to 90 range would be a good target to shoot for. Yeah. And I think if they do reach that type of production, uh, the offense would have enough to have a pretty good season. Yeah. Turn some Um, of those close losses from last season into wins. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Beavers gave up 45.7 points per game yeah. last season. Uh, if I put the over-under at 35 points a game, the defense giving up, would you go over or under? I'll take the under, but just barely. Whew, that would be a really good season for Oregon State. Maybe yeah. I'm a little more pessimistic than you, but I think – Teams are going to average probably about 38 points a game. Yeah, I was thinking more 33. That'd be good. And, I mean, I think Cal Poly, Hawaii, um, UCLA, teams like that won't put up that many points. But then I think games against, like, Washington, Washington State, they could go for 60-plus, and that would really skew the numbers. It's going to be interesting. But I am officially excited for football to be here. We're only a month away, 31 yeah. days. Exactly. Um, oh, and la- one thing we didn't talk about is Kyrie Fisher, who was the oh, yeah. transfer. transfer. Going to miss yeah. a couple games? Yeah, so he's got a really interesting scenario. He was at Arkansas decided to transfer to a junior college, but I don't think he ever played at that junior college. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's what I think I've heard. Right, he transfers was, from Arkansas to a junior college, never Trinity actually Valley played. Community college. Yeah, so Trinity Valley Community College, but then, and last year, early last season, he played for Arkansas before transferring to Trinity Valley, which he never played at. And the early feedback was that he was probably going to be eligible for this upcoming season. Um, And then I just saw on Twitter a couple hours ago, Beav Recruiting, um, they said that for anybody wondering, Arkansas transfer Kyrie Fisher isn't currently on the roster, but I have been told he will be eligible by the time Pac-12 play starts. Yeah, Um, odd, odd situation. Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like maybe he's got to wait a year from when he last played at Arkansas. So if he played, like, two or three games with Arkansas, then he can't play the first two or three games for Oregon State. Um, But he'd be another interesting linebacker that would definitely work into the rotation, I think. Yeah, that's just another name for an already strong-looking unit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, part of me wants to look through the linebackers and be like, all right, who's the biggest linebacker? Gums, Spates, Murray, you're now a defensive tackle. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel too bad about that. Why not? <laughs> uh, but it, it's going to be exciting. 
Uh, did you have any other predictions or questions for me or points you want to make about the defense? Uh, nothing big. I feel like I think one of the most important things going forward is just like it feels like this unit's going to be more cohesive. Uh, you know, injuries are a concern, but so far uh, nothing big has happened in that regard. Everyone's had a chance to gel under Coach Smith and Tim Tipisar and whole staff. So I think yeah. I think just having the scheme you want in place and coaching the personnel for that scheme, I think could help the defense defense make a good step forward, even if like it's not totally different personnel. Do you think they'll oh, make boy. any big changes to help with the run defense? What do you think is the biggest uh, thing the team can do to not give up those five to six yard runs before they made contact. Uh, I think um, part of me wants to just sell out, stop the run at all costs and make teams beat you through the air, which teams certainly can do. We saw that against Ohio state last season where <laughs> Dwayne Haskins just tore apart the secondary Um, but I mean, you got Jalen Moore back there. You got David Morris, you got, um, Sean Wilson, Isaiah Dunn. I wouldn't mind leaving them on an Island early and really selling out seven, eight guys in the box just to stop the run and make them into another way. Um, so especially early in the season while offenses are still kind of trying to gel and they're going to rely more on the running game. Uh, but other than that, I think just like you were saying, the cohesion, having the continuity of all the staff back is really going to mm-hmm. help. Uh, that was something Jonathan Smith brought up that everybody's on the same page. Almost. I think they only brought in one new um, person to the coaching staff this off season. So it was a lot of cohesion, a lot of continuity um, that should, that should help in, in, in itself. It's hard to undersell just how chaotic the end of the Gary Anderson era was. And a lot of that, I think, carried over into Smith's first season. So hopefully with the ghosts of Gary Anderson finally being gone, we can can start to figure out what this team is, how they're going to play. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. Um, Definitely year zero with Jonathan Smith was just like we all expected it to be. Um, So I'm excited to see what his official full year at the helm, what it looks like at year one. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Jonathan Smith's strength is on offense, and that's what worries me about this defense, though. (laughs) But hopefully defensive coordinator, everybody on the same page. Uh, What else was I going to bring up? One more thing, but I... Lost my train of thought. We'll yeah. be back. I don't know once training camps get going. I'm really oh, curious. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Um, training camp starts Thursday, I believe, which is August first, and um, that's going to be exciting. I'm going to be holding my breath for the whole month of August, yeah, just hoping just nobody gets injured. Stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yep. Training camp starts on Thursday. We're going to get a little, some practice reports and see how everybody's progressing and cross your fingers. Everybody stays healthy. Well, thanks, John. And um, we'll probably pick this up in a week or two on the podcast and then 
once either, the season's here. Either we'll have here. positive training camp reports or some disaster will have happened and we'll be very sad. But yeah. hopefully that first one. <laughs> yeah. But then we'll start doing this podcast weekly, if not multiple times per week, mm-hmm. uh, when we have actual football to watch and talk about. Yeah. It'll be nice to have actual sports to talk about. Looking forward yep. to it. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your night. You too.